0: Welcome to another episode of the Heck Yeah Comics Podcast with your hosts, David and Nick. In this episode, we go solo with the Black Adam, get served some more injustice, go spying with Black Widow, and say goodbye to Dr. McNinja. Stay tuned for all this and more! Welcome, one and all, to the Heckiac yeah Comics Podcast. I am David Luzader. That is Nick Sharemousness, and you are today's lucky winner because you get to to join in the conversation about comics. Oops! Oh no, everything's playing at once. Oh, Nick, you can't hear that. <laughs> uh, I heard all of it. Did you? You said earlier you couldn't hear that. I
1: couldn't. But I the the intro sound song came on and then it went away and then I could hear it faintly.
0: Oh, so, weird!
1: Yeah, that is weird. But hey, guys, yes, this uh, is Nick, the better of the two. How dare you? Um, and uh, we're really excited to be back. Uh, we weren't here last week because um, David had a weird foot infection. From, sure, why not? <laughs> you don't want to know why he got a foot infection. Um and uh we're back we love comics we're here to talk about comics and
0: um oh on stick the landing do. stick the landing nick uh so, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do you know you know though before we really get into comics there is there is a i want to say a sensation that is sweeping the nation that i feel like we need to talk about here uh and nick you and i are both unabashed fans of overwatch i feel like even with my fancy new pc that i have built uh as as if i am some crazy future man with crazy future technologies uh we we keep coming back to to overwatch on on the playstation 4 digging into our old friends and shooting and pow 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 and uh right now the event is going on for the lunar new year they are celebrating the year of the rooster because they don't want to say the year of the cock in a video game and uh and there's some new skins for some of these characters. Nick, have you seen this? Is it actually skins? called the
1: Year of the Cock? I mean it's or the, were you just were you just make it.
0: another name for a rooster is a cock. So,
1: I know, but do the Chinese call it Year of the Cock?
0: I don't know, I'm not Chinese. <laughs> Good research, David, but yes, Overwatch okay, is Okay, why why are you Hold up, hold up. Now we got we're going to we're going to settle on this for a minute. Why are you taking my joke so literally, man? Why can't you just let it be? What? Why are you taking my joke so literally, man? Why can't you just let it be? Just let it happen, and then move on with your schedule. I'm little fine life. with it. I'm just Apparently, like making you're you uncomfortable. Apparently, you're not. You had to, you had to bring it back, guys. This is happening for real, right now. Nick and I are fighting. I'm sorry. I didn't want you to have to see this, but it's happening.
1: The, the heck yeah comic civil war.
0: This is how it ends. Uh, <laughs> but in in this event. One of the characters has gotten a makeover, unlike any other character makeover, I would say, in human history. And that is Sexy Zenyatta. Nick, give us the details.
1: Yeah, so basically Zenyatta's is a robot with basically no face. And Blizzard thought, you know what? I bet Zenyatta is really low on Pornhub's uh, searches for Overwatch characters. And, oh, yes, there is a list. So they thought to bring that that rating up, they would give Zenyatta a Year of the Rooster makeover. And makeover they did. He went from having no face to having a face that rivals that of even Hugh Jackman himself. It is chiseled,
0: my friends. His chiseled. Cheek, His cheekbones could cut granite. They are so sharp, and so wonderful. He is based on a character from uh, the Journey Journey to the West. I do not remember the character's name, but I do know that it makes me makes me question myself in ways that I didn't expect a video game robot to do. And that's all we're going to talk about for the next hour is just the <laughs> Zenyatta makeover. Oh. So I I went I I, I didn't have um Please. the you didn't, have, yeah, um, you didn't have Safe Search on, and you Googled "sexy Zenyatta?
1: No, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't have the article, up, so I was going back to to get like a picture because I, I was trying to visualize what sexy Zenyatta looked like. And mm. the first link that came up was um, Zenyatta sexy car wash," and I was like trying <laughs> to read the description for it, and it was just like "sexy car wash in Italy, hot blonde, sexy ass, and pink tight bikini." I was like,
0: "Oh, Nick, you've gone heck? too far." Nick, you've I gone was, too like, far.
1: I was like, what the heck am I going to click on? So I'm like, you know, I'm going to click on it. Because, I mean, how, how, where the heck does the name Zenyatta come from? Um, It's literally just a video, a 10-second video of Zenyatta w- rubbing some window in the game.
0: That is horrifyingly wonderful. I'm I glad that say. we took a detour for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're already on the subject of Zenyatta. So, I mean anyway yeah no Zenyatta I mean honestly let's let's take the sexiness out of it the Zenyatta skin looks pretty awesome a lot of this actually I think most of the skins that I've seen so far for the year of the rooster have been pretty cool and yeah. I can't wait to get them
0: I'm a big fan of the the one for Diva. obviously they were highlighting that one pretty heavily and also the one for Roadhog it's pretty mm-hmm. sweet I'd really like to get my hands on that one uh but you guys are sitting there being like, Stop being such nerds and just talk about comic books already. And or, we hear you or, or, or we can
1: talk about how Zenyatta is actually a retired American champion, thoroughbred racehorse, winner of nineteen consecutive races and a twenty race career, owned by Jerry and Ann Moss.
0: Okay, go ahead. Tell me more.
1: Zinyatta was trained by John Sherris mm-hmm. and guided by Jockey Mike Smith for seventeen of twenty starts. Oh. He earned Seven point three or seven point thirty, seven point three hundred five million U.S. dollars.
0: Hold on, I'm gonna stop you right there. Um, I don't, I don't care. Oddly enough,
1: I know you're saying you don't care, David, but this is a horse named after a fantastic Overwatch character. So I feel oh, wait, wait, like a
0: horse is named. So the horse is a recent horse. Uh, it was born in two thousand four. Okay. okay. And uh, when when did it when this money when did all this happen?
1: Uh I didn't get that far into the arc. Okay, but well I, it's it's just it's funny because when I googled Zenyatta, there's one picture of a guy on the horse and then all the other pictures to the right of it for more images just show Zenyatta from the game.
0: Okay, look, we are losing everybody right now. So and, I'm going to, uh, to ver- the news very aggressively move us now to the news.
1: Our top story today, after a disappointing summer, Humpty Dumpty has a great fall.
0: Alright, so we are coming back, uh, looking at the news, and man, guys, I gotta tell you, it's a little dry out there, but we found the best stories to still talk about, and we're gonna bring them to you. First of all, Dwayne Johnson, as you might know him, The Rock, Will be starring as DC's Black Adam. You're telling me? Wait, I already knew that. Hold your horses! Stop talking back to a podcast. I can't hear you. No, what's more interesting is that Black Adam is now getting his own movie, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <clears throat> New Line Cinema and DC Entertainment. Try to not know they were both uh, both working on this film are doubling down on comic book hero Shazam. Uh, I'm not reading this entire article. Anyway, what's happening uh, is that they are splitting up Black Adam and Shazam into two separate movies with one other movie coming after culminating the fight between these two heroes. Nick, your thoughts?
1: Um, I mean, we still haven't gone a Shazam movie yet, and I feel like d c oh, yeah. with their film. I mean, I think Marvel did it to a certain extent too when they had their big like, here's our movies for the next five years, like, that's where, I, to me, on some level, at least from a perception level, things kind of fall off the rails a bit, um, because it's like, just, just get us the movies. Like, I mean, you're, if supposedly Shazam's going to come first, right? We have seen nothing on Shazam. Like, maybe they're working on the script. But there's I don't no know pre-production. If they or anything. they actually have. What?
0: I don't. I don't know if they actually have said that um, that Shazam's coming first.
1: Well, I, no offense, but you're gonna do Shazam before you do Black Adam, or you should. And I get that Dwayne Johnson's been attached to this, but you know, it's it's like Chan and Tam being. Well, I guess he still is technically attached to, to to Gambit, but it's just again, it's putting the horse before the cart, or whatever the, the the saying is. Like, it it's great that he's getting a soul film or whatever. Like, that's not like obviously it means that's automatically bad but we still have some other DC movies to get through. When are they going to get to it in the next five years? There's really no, tr- like there's no buzz on black Adam. I guess I'm saying that there can't be, and I'm not saying that I don't want a black Adam movie. I bet that would be cool. I'd like black Adam as a character. I don't necessarily know if I want to see a whole movie based around. Well, him. Well, You don't. I'm saying I'm
0: me, sure I'm d- it, you know,
1: we, we read the news and we give our opinions on it. Here's my opinion.
0: All right. Well, okay. So that, that that's, that's completely fair. I, Can't fault you for that, Uh, even though your rage was unnecessary. Please calm yourself, sir, or I will have security escort you out of the building. Uh, My thoughts on this are neat. I think one thing that we can all agree on with a shortcoming in superhero movies, uh, I would say, both on DC and, and Marvel's side, is that there's been a lack of good memorable villains. And Really, I I don't see anyone... You know, I, I like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. I know a lot of people didn't. I see good things in Jared Leto's Joker when a lot of people don't. Uh, I understand criticisms of those characters. On the Marvel side, they got Loki and Thanos is floating in a chair. Good for them. Black Adam is a very complex character where, yes, he is a villain... But he also has the storied history as an antihero and uh, and trying to, uh, very Sinestro esque, I would say, in like in his mind, doing the right thing when he's totally not uh, all this rambling to say, I think there's potential to build a very interesting character, a very interesting villain. Dwayne Johnson is a super charismatic guy, and I would watch him in just about any movie. So I, I hope that now that this announcement has been made, and I think now that this announcement has been made, there will be some more traction on it. Some more work being done. Hopefully some details on, hey, when is this happening? Because uh, Dwayne Johnson is also the busiest human being on the planet. And this picture on The Hollywood Reporter, Nick, are you looking at it? Don't his eyeballs look the same color as his skin? For whose face? Dwayne Johnson it's really bothering um, me
1: Oh, his eyes are darker than his face no and i thought
0: the irises i mean like the uh the white part whatever that's I know the pupil is this is different but like the do you not see what i'm saying it's weirding me out man
1: no i um he looks a little um, like John, i think you have a he? condition
0: uh yeah and the condition is friendship with you uh, anyway the Black Adam movie is coming. People, we want to hear your thoughts about it. Please send them to us, heckyeahcomics at gmail.com. We will read them out here on the air. Caller number one, who's this? Wait, that's not the kind of show that we're doing. Nick, what else is going on? Um, Well, in other... Oh, uh, and
1: why is... Okay. Um, so it looks like Brian Singer is not quite done with the X-Men universe. He's yes. actually returning to direct the pilot... For the still currently unnamed X Men uh, TV show for Fox, that was and my response earlier this is week. meh.
0: You were not a fan of Singer's later work on the X Men franchise. Frankly,
1: I don't know if I think in hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty. And frankly, as okay, as a kid, as a kid, I enjoyed everything. Like as a kid, I loved all the Batman movies. Uh-huh. Batman Forever, Batman Robin—not ashamed to say that. But as a kid, I was stupid. Uh-huh. I'm slightly less stupid as an adult, and that little little piece of uh, stupidness that I lost is basically where I—I I can't use the word stupid because that makes it seem like I'm saying other people that right. look I, like I, I would just—I
0: would just like to remind you, Nick. Uh, Eight out of ten IMDb for X Men: Days of Future Past. Ninety-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Continue your thoughts.
1: Um. Yeah, the movie's a piece of crap. Mm. Sir, thought finished. Uh. Yeah. How did X Men Apocalypse do?
0: Not as great. I will give you that. Not one. as
1: great because it's the same shit being rehashed over and over okay, again. Okay, Nick, yeah.
0: calm down. Something we're here to discuss.
1: Let me deep breath. That um, it's a, it's a rage day. Yeah, um, you really are. Uh, um he's obviously only doing the besides serving as an executive producer. And I think even though he said that he was stepping away after X-Men apocalypse, he was still going to be serving as an executive producer on uh, the X-Men films. I don't know exactly how much work an executive producer actually puts into the creation of a movie. Uh, someone feel free to write in and tell us. So, I mean, I'm not really concerned with him just doing one episode. Um, but I mean, being that I'm not like super interested in the, the setup of the show anyway, like, I'm just saying, like, I'm not raging with anticipation and knowing that a guy that has directed, you know, an X-Men franchise that, you know, either that I did not like or in hindsight went back and was like, this could have been better. So if you're excited for it, awesome. If you're like me, then you're right. (laughs) David, what are your wrong thoughts on the situation?
0: Man, you don't even know where I'm coming from on this one, Nick. Jeez. Jeez, this is also the first i've heard that this tv show is happening uh so matt nix creator of burn notice will write the pilot and executive produce the show in the yet to be titled project it'll be joining fx's soon to debut legion which i'm really excited about i everything i've seen about legion looks really really good uh, but while the show is openly disconnected from 20th Century Fox's live action X Men films, the show is expected to tie more closely to the broader franchise. Uh, you know, we know that Marvel has a big announcement tomorrow, and we're not really talking about that here, but there's been some rumblings lately that they're getting ready to strike some Final or some Fantastic Four deal. Do you think there's any truth to that?
1: I don't. That's, there's been rumblings for that. I thought, like, one director said that he wanted Marvel to get it.
0: Maybe, maybe maybe it was just someone talking on another podcast. I thought I'd heard. Anyway, uh, back to this whole Brian Singer thing. Cool. I think X Men X Men actually does lend itself really well to a TV show given the number of characters that they have. So I am excited to see it. I like most of Brian Singer's work on the X Men franchise. I'm not nearly anywhere near as negative as you are. Uh, I wouldn't say it's all perfect, but I would say it's mostly pretty good. So hopefully the TV show can carry on that tradition before Nick stabs himself with a pencil. We'll move on because he can't stab me. I can see the murder in his eyes. Guys, I'm blinking. I'm blinking. Call the cops. That's what that means. For those fans of Injustice, the video game, worry not Injustice 2 is coming, but the comics will also be returning with tom taylor uh as the writer nick did you ever get a chance to read the injustice comics i read a bunch
1: of the first they did like they did they set it up in years so i think five years five years five years wow Mm -hmm. that's weird um so, yeah, there's, they did five years of the game. I read probably most of year one before trailing off, but I actually enjoyed what I had read I enjoyed. Oh,
0: sorry. Tom Taylor is the book's artist, not writer. I apologize. No, he's
1: the writer. Uh, Tom Taylor's oh. Oh, sorry, sorry. all, new, all new writer, Wolverine. Sorry. This article. I'm retracting I... what I retracted. Yep.
0: <laughs> I double retract my retraction.
1: Ha. Um... Uh, and what I read, I liked. Uh, definitely, it's interesting seeing a world where Superman goes wrong and how the the, the, the characters respond to that and, and how people take sides and justify certain actions. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's cool days coming back. I guess I'd have to go back and uh, catch up on the other ones. But um, I mean, for people that have been following along this whole time. Uh, I'm excited for them. Good for you Yeah, I admit, when I woke up today, uh, my my Nick, tell us what's wrong. I was let's let's, let's hash this zone.
0: out. Let's hash this out right now. What's going on, buddy?
1: Me? No, I'm fine. Are you sure? Uh, except that, except that, that last, uh, as I was talking, that last piece, I heard my voice coming back at me really loudly. Uh-huh. That's why I was stumbling through my words.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Blame something else, man. That's totally cool. Uh... <laughs> The...
1: thank you for asking i am fine i'm just like i i had i just i don't know i didn't sleep well the night before last night i just got too much sleep right. and now i'm just in a funk okay See, so
0: here's the issue because i don't actually care i'm just trying to i'm building up this character that seems like he cares do you get what i'm trying to say wait what like I'm, i don't actually care i'm just building up this character that looks like he cares you know this persona yeah. do you get what then, i'm saying
1: wait, you're gonna drop the floor out from everyone when you reveal that you don't care
0: Nick, Nick, they're listening, they're listening right now, don't say it too loud. Uh, so the Injustice <coughs> 2 comic will debut digitally on April 11th with new chapters coming out every week. I actually wanted to look right now how much the uh, the the first run is, because I've been wanting to read it for quite some time. I've played a little bit of the video game, but the video game doesn't have much story to it, doesn't really need much story to it, from my understanding uh and this is just all cool back stuff they actually had a lot of fun with looks like the volumes are a little expensive digitally currently uh as my dog barks in the background there sorry about that everybody so hopefully when the new stuff comes out those will drop on sale and i'll snatch them up oh Uh, I'm
1: i'm sure comiXology will probably have a sale around the time that the next series starts yeah apparently there's a whole thing called injustice ground zero that i wasn't aware of yeah
0: i just saw that uh nick i was telling you earlier today oh average user rating 785 votes five stars for injustice gods among us volume one
1: i think it ended up being pretty popular
0: yeah that's what i hear and i've seen clips of it it seemed very good it seemed very interesting anyway nick as i was uh saying to you earlier i've started my transition into digital comics Yes, you
1: did. Kind of explain your process for why and um, where you're hoping to take it. So
0: mostly, mostly a space. Like, honestly, I have to look at comics and I have to just say, okay, I'm not going to probably read most of these again. I'm not going to resell them Uh, like most comic fans I know who have comics and long boxes for 15 plus years i'll end up donating them to goodwill or uh, or somewhere like that at some point point. and i just i need another long box but already i'm gonna mostly fill that up right away with the stuff that's just sitting around and it's just starting to feel like a piling on of crap but i love comics i don't want to stop reading comics and it's it's my own unwillingness to give up the physical medium that has kept me away from going digital, you know, mm-hmm. cause I still have in my head of like, well, maybe one day I can be like, Oh man, you, you would really enjoy this. Check it out. Has not happened yet? Uh, <laughs> chances of it happening still pretty dang low. I would, I would say. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of reasons if I'm trying to, to not clutter up as much. I've got a long box that's almost entirely Batman comics. I'm going to move that over to digital. Part of it also on the DC side is that they're getting ready to do that whole – they're going to move their monthly books from $2.99 to $3.99. They will include a digital code for that, so the, the weekly books, the ones that come out, uh, every other week will remain $2.99 but the monthly books will be going to $3.99 with the digital code however the digital cut versions will remain $2.99 uh, and that that just seems like a no brainer for me if I'm trying to take up less space I'll go buy the cheaper one over there unfortunately Image and Marvel don't really do that with their digital copies Marvel but,
1: did yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah, this is a long time ago, and I'm sure I'm sure in the future.
1: A long time ago, it was like a two weeks ago.
0: Well, well, no, Marvel's Marvel's digital versions weren't cheaper.
1: No, no, sorry, the Marvel's yeah, their digital. I apologize. Yeah. I got. I, I guess I, I misheard what you were saying they provided digital codes in their physical copies. Yes, but you could buy the digital copy of the comic for the same price as you would get the physical.
0: Well, and now, dude, now Marvel's new policy is just crazy. Because it's not—it's not like okay, if you buy Daredevil, you're gonna get a copy of a Daredevil comic from the archive. It's like it's basically you get one of three books, is yeah. what it looks
1: like. Uh two—it's two books, and the first one—and obviously this will change as it goes on. But the first month, you're at least getting Civil War number one, which was a free comic.
0: Yep. So no matter no matter how many Marvel books you buy, you're gonna end up with the same couple of books essentially you're not going to get like a whole bunch of different interesting digital books you're going to get one of two books
1: yeah it'll change like every month i think right now it's gonna be monthly they might maybe make it weekly well they haven't said that i'm saying that uh, as there's a speculation
0: so, there's so many ways they could fix it yeah just
1: go back to offering the digital code of or, the book i mean the fact that marvel stopped that and a second later dc said you know what let's do that i'm not like maybe they already had it in the pipeline which then I don't want Marvel to give up Marvel Unlimited, but I would very much like DC to get their own Netflix Netflix like style streaming service absolutely, going because yeah. because there's so many old school DC books that I mean I just don't have the ability to invest in reading all of them, but I would love to.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, that's been one of that's been my biggest gripe with DC for a while now, but it's just been so funny because marvel just to see how these things are kind of cyclical where marvel was like the golden child can do no wrong uh look they're putting out so much great stuff and oh look at all this diversity it's great we love it and now that that's kind of become status quo from them and people are starting to look at like well it's okay it's nonstop events uh your digital codes now suck like, what What are you guys doing over there? Oh, DC, Rebirth. Rebirth is, is doing so well. It's interesting stories. It's what we want. It's like, it's just kind of that back and forth that will continue forever in a couple of years. I'm sure Marvel will find a way to be back on top. And then a few years after that, DC, blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know these, like, the biggest thing is, Marvel has more or less been number one for decades at this point. Yeah, and I, and, and and that's obviously I think the market share, or dollar share. I forget to get what one. Sometimes DC when they do a big initiative like New Fifty Two or with Rebirth, right. they get up to the top for for a moment, but usually short lived. It's really a question of like, could we ever get to a point with 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 DC when it comes to comics at least that. That they could be consistently considered number one, right? And and yeah, we're know.
0: we're talking about comics here, as far as, you know, like you said, market share and all that. I think DC has always still had a strong holding with their animated shows. Have always done mm-hmm. really well in their merchandising. You know, kids kids are still going to school with Batman backpacks every day.
1: Anyway, and Marvel backpacks, but right, but I'm but saying, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, as far as what you're you say. You know, I think you're right. I mean, I I'm not, I'm not like your house is huge or anything. My apartment certainly isn't large. You know, and I have a, literally behind my laptop right now, I have a bunch of stacks of comic books that I don't have Lombok space for. And the more I think about it, too, it is like, I'm probably not going to go back. Yeah, okay, David's showing me his uh, his collection, and it's uh, it's getting up there. So, but but you're right. I mean, digital is is a great alternative to have now, and we're not gonna sell them, and we're and you know we're not gonna go back to them. What's you know, What's besides display purposes. And my my approach to that is depending on the book. It really just comes down to the book. I might either pick it up digitally, mm-hmm. or if I might pick it up on a sale. If I like really read like the book and I didn't necessarily spend that much money on it in the first place, like if comics are just doing like a ninety nine cent sale per issue or whatever. And I really like, and it's something that maybe down the line I might wanna share with someone or I might just want a physical copy of I'll go out and get like the collected edition off Amazon or from a comic shop or something um so then it's like instead of just having the single issues piling up and piling it up for like very choice books, I'll get the collected edition, so I still have something to display, but it's not gonna I'm not gonna lose as much space as quick as quickly as I could with just single issues,
0: yeah, yeah, I think f- I'm going to start picking up a lot more trades just because i do like the i do like having physical medium uh and probably not for superhero books i won't pick up necessarily the trades but definitely for indie books which i do like to give out and lend to people because i like finding more off the off the you know main trail stuff for people to enjoy and that's easiest to do with trades rather than like well let me give you my Comicsology login uh don't download the 1200 digital comics on there just find this one title and just download these issues. I I like to be able to give someone a book and be like, Hey, take an hour, read this, enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I just realized that like most of my superior Spider-Man comics I gave to a former coworker and I never got them
0: back. That's so sad.
1: I don't know how I'll ever get them back. I mean, I can technically contact the guy, but it's like, I don't want to go out of my way to get my own stuff. Anyway, um, uh, can... do okay a flash film to get page one rewrite apparently yeah very beleaguered film no one apparently wants to get
0: it made so real quick just real quick to push through this uh basically what a page one rewrite is when a script's central premise or characters are good but the script is otherwise unusable a different writer or team of writers is contracted to do an entirely new draft often referred to as a page one rewrite this film it's so sad it just it's kind of getting tossed around right now it's a little lost in the wayside hopefully this is positive things are still to come i i see this and i just i get that nervousness of great we're gonna have so much so many hands you know many cooks in the kitchen that it's not, it's not going to work uh but hopefully with whatever jeff johns has got going on over there they can find what they need to to make this work I don't, yeah, I don't think there's really a whole lot to be said about this right now. And Nick, <sighs> that.
1: yeah, uh, no, no thoughts. I mean, the movie's going to come out at some point. Whether it's good or not remains to be seen. It's like, it's more we're in an age where there's always drama going on. Movies. Certainly not every movie loses two directors, but I mean it, probably going back to a page one rewrite is good because if there are problems, if they you know, they're either going to push out a crappy movie, and at this point I don't think DC can afford, because they've had two critical duds, whether or not they've made a crap ton of money, DC and Warner Brothers is aware that their movies aren't being, aren't well beloved, yet, aren't, aren't critically pr- pr- praised. So knowing uh, yeah, that there's aware. a lot of trouble going with this movie, it's really better for them to start as fresh as possible, get their ducks in a row, and then push forward. If it delays the movie, it delays the movie. That's you know a, what I mean?
0: That's a nice way of looking at it. I like that. That's very, uh, very optimistic. That's different than how you've been most of tonight. So
1: I'm nice. gonna
0: go back and forth. You know, it's, it's just uh, it's case by case basis. Okay. Oh, well, good to know. Good to know. All right. With that. I believe it is time for us to move on to talking about some, not not recent news, but recent comics. Uh, I'm still getting my new setup going, so let me pull up. All right, here we go. To the Batmobile. Let's go. All right. In stores, well, recently, I don't know about this week, is Black Widow number 10. Nick, did that come out this week, or was that...
1: Uh, Black Widow ten came out a week or so ago. I want to say last week. Well, why don't you go ahead um, and tell
0: us about it then?
1: What? Uh, yeah, I will. Um, da-da-da-da-da. so I actually will admit that um, I had the few issues I picked up Black Widow ten, and so I actually read um seven to ten, uh, in one sitting. So it's kind of my my discussion is gonna be more of kind of like the book of thus far. I don't think I actually have talked about the book since the first issue, which I'm pretty sure I brought up because it was fantastic. Um, but for people that, um, aren't really caught up on what's going on and you don't mind spoilers, the, uh, long and the short of it is that black widow has been blackmailed by a new villain called the weeping lion into stealing shield files because there's a big old secret. She doesn't want getting out, uh, but she ends up failing in her mission and the weeping lion releases her secrets to the world. Anyway, spoilers. She was the agent tasked with kidnapping and delivering Ho Jensen, the scientist who helped Tony Stark build the Iron Man armor to the terrorist warlord that also kidnapped Tony Stark. And, you know, so I guess in a weird way, even though she was just following orders, I wouldn't say it's right or not anything, but she basically is the reason the Iron Man came into the world, which is fun in part because Black Widow debuted out of an Iron Man comic uh, and was an iron man villain before she moved on to becoming a hero so the fact that they tied this big secret to her origins so to speak or at least her publication origins is is kind of cool as far as secrets go i don't think the world at large might give two shits i mean at this point everyone knows that she was a former kgb soviet agent like you know her some at least her her background and if not her actual like history is public knowledge so i mean with the exception of tony stark who admittedly tony stark does take an interest and the fact that she was responsible for delivering him to the warlord, the Hohiensen to the the warlord, you know, and he gets, it, it's actually a pretty interesting exchange, like, Tony Stark hears it, gets all upset, puts on a suit of armor, tracks down Natasha, um, it's like, like, he's gonna, apparently he's gonna, like, beat her up or something, but she was already beat up, so he was like, uh, okay, I guess, uh, someone already did to you what I wanted to do, and then proceeds to, like, help her with whatever her problem is, and she ends up Does't matter. Um, read the <laughs> comics. Um, oh, so what's what's been great about the book is it's not like the story I'm not story is not great, but it's it's certainly not bad. the The true star of the of the book is the art. Chris Samney, who also is handling writing duties alongside Mark Wade is is just an incredible artist. Whether or not you actually enjoy his style, he is a master with storytelling. He knows how to set a scene, whether it be an action scene. He knows how to get the panels to flow correctly. He knows how to do expression very well. So, you know, even though the dialogue, I, I will argue, you know, that the characters feel unique, like they're talking with their own personalities. If that wasn't the case you get so much character just from the way that they're drawn and expressing themselves and acting. I mean, you look at something like the first issue where it's basically just one long thing of Natasha escaping from her shield, helicaria, helicaria and, and shield grasp. Like nothing, like there isn't a lot of plot that issue. You get very, very little as far as what the book is all like what the, the story is, but it was, it's just so breathtaking to get from that page. And see so you're jumping from the helicaria and how she escapes and just the, the, the art of artistic storytelling is really where this book shines. This is an artist's book. And really because I think Chris Samney is, is more or less like the main driving force in this book. Mark Wade seems to be helping and guiding, but he's more or less the main person in control because he's co-writing the script and drawing the book. And you can't uh, obviously forget uh, Matt Wilson's excellent colors or Joe Karamagna, Caramagna Caracaramagna as letterer. Um, where the book's going though. Uh, Betrayal, backstab. She's basically juggling two plots. One with the Weeping Lion uh, and another one with the former organization that created her. The Red Room is now called the Dark Room. Uh, And she's basically trying to shut that down before it gets too powerful. We're only on issue 10. And I'm pretty sure the series is actually going to wrap up in issue 12. So we're basically at the end game at this point. Um, But honestly, if you're just someone that like... I mean, if you appreciate a good story, it's certainly worth reading. But if you just like the books where the artist is able to cut loose, like and not, and not just like any artist, like it's an artist that also clearly knows how to like tell a story as far as like, again, and I'm not exactly sure where Chris Samney ends and Mark Wade begins as far as like the actual dialogue or anything. But sometimes you get artists like like a company, like puts them in control of the writing as well. And you're like, well, the art's pretty, but like the like there's too much dialogue or they're overwriting or something. This book is is just great you should check it out i guess i'm basically doing a recommendation um but uh, i can't say enough good things about black widow
0: so no very cool very cool yeah it's it's nice that they have been able to do her service in this post mcu environment uh where really i feel like she's not given a whole lot to do in the movie's Uh, unfortunately being like the main female character of the MCU had some shortcomings, but it's cool to see her getting, getting some good spotlight over in the comics.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's, she's got her own agency. I mean, there's some great stuff where they're kind of bringing back some of the, she had a, a brief, um, at least publication-wise, a romance with the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. um, set up in Ed Brubaker's Captain America run. And they, they basically go back to that plot point for some stuff. And it, it's kind of touching because for those that don't know, um, at the end of Ed Brubaker's run, he did a short-lived Winter Soldier series. Uh, and he basically set it up that something happened where Natasha was compromised. And the only way to save her was to like wipe her memory about a bunch of stuff, which included her whole relationship with the winter soldier. So it's like winter soldiers always known that they've had a romance, but she hasn't remembered this book kind of hints to either that she forgot, but at some point she figured it out. And that this whole time winter soldiers like worried that she's like, yo, like I wish she would remember. I wish she would remember. And she kind of indicates that maybe she has remembered for a while. I don't know. All I'm saying is you should read the book because the art is fantastic
0: and everyone should do what I say. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'm gonna do that, but uh, what I am going to do is I'm gonna talk about a comic that ended recently, a web comic, and that is Doctor McNinja by Chris Hastings. I've mentioned the show, I've mentioned the comic on the show before um, in a recommendation, but now I want to talk about it because it's it's over, it's ended. They've wrapped things up over there. And, well, how did that turn out? I can't really get into the whole story of Dr. McNinja. It was running for over 10 years, I think, uh, either 11 or 12, um, as I'm looking right here at his notes from the last page. Uh, Anyway, it's a story about a doctor who is also a ninja. He lives in this very crazy world. His assistant is a gorilla. Uh, He has a, a young ward uh, named gordito who is a uh, like an 11 year old with a giant mustache and a raptor that they named yoshi uh there's things like paul bunyan's disease which is where a kid will turn into a giant angry lumberjack it's it's just absolutely ridiculous um and I think what kind of makes it stand out from a lot of web comics is yeah, the first few storylines were a little meandering, you know, just kind of telling whatever story he wants to tell. Uh, but he kind of realized, I want to say back, uh, the way it looks like around Oh eight, uh, he kind of started putting stuff into motion for a cohesive storyline. He introduced this character King radical, um, it was kind of unclear what king radical was doing and it turns out you know spoiler alert a little on the comic don't worry you'll forget there's a lot of it to read king radical was from a much more radical world uh and he got sent to dr mcninja's earth which is in between our earth and king radical's earth so some radical stuff happens there but it's also mundane and king radical is trying to take over that earth and make it super radical uh it's ridiculous and and really funny and dr mcninja is trying to stop him every step of the way that story kind of got introduced um around 0708 and kind of built from there until well the end and things wrapped up with the doctor taking off his mask Because that's the thing, no one's ever seen his face, not even his family. No one knows what he looks like. In order to save the day, he has to take off his mask and sneak past some people because he looks like just a regular dude. And his family and friends can never see him again. And we are not shown his face in the last pages. They make you think that they did. But in fact, they didn't. How did this book wrap up overall? Very well, I would say. A lot of the storylines I felt kind of had rushed endings where he was going on for a while and then he's like, and then it ends. Uh, Not to say they were bad storylines, just I didn't feel like he stuck the landing a lot of the time. This time, I really feel like he did. Uh, Chris Hastings over there. Um, He's moving on to uh, to bigger and better things. Well, I wouldn't say better, but bigger things. Uh, Writing over for Marvel in a lot of ways. Uh, In a lot of ways, in very direct ways, because they've hired him to write at Marvel. Uh, The art definitely evolved over the years. It was a lot of fun to see him get better with kind of each storyline and to see things take the various twists and turns. Uh, I've recommended the book before. It's not going to be my recommendation again this week, but I'm definitely going to recommend in general that people check it out. It was a very good book. Uh, there's a lot of it to read. it's all free online, but you can also buy the collected editions from Dark Horse uh, which I'm pretty tempted to do in might in the future uh, if they ever go on sale or maybe I'll buy them digitally I don't know it's kind of a thing now I'm a digital guy
1: <laughs> with your fancy pc and, and your my, tablets, and tablets and your digital computers, comics
0: and my internet uh Internets. yeah. So thank you Chris Hastings for the years of free content. It's one of the only webcomics that I still read uh and, and and thoroughly enjoy. It's it's a real good time. It ends well, wraps up nicely. It was it was good. Dr. McNinja, you will be missed by me and I imagine many others. And that is all I got to uh, say about that. Nick, I don't know if I can do this next part of the show.
1: You got to find it in you, man. You got to find that deep, dark, endless, black pit in your soul and pull it as close to the surface as possible and talk about saga uh, number 42, uh, also the end of volume uh, 7. Okay. For those that are not caught up, I don't know why you're going to listen to the next thing so, that you yeah, say, because well, you should go read the book. Well will but... we
0: typically spoil stuff. Saga is a book that we love. It's very popular. If you haven't read this recent storyline of Saga, we're just going to talk about it. So,
1: so there you go. Um, basically, this last arc has been about the war for Fang, which is not a planet or a moon. It's an asteroid. Roll with it. Um. And basically our resident uh, protagonist Marco and Alana and their daughter Hazel and their camaraderie of, of friends and, and lived in, lived, lived in enemies um, uh, have landed on Fang because they ran out of fuel and ended up staying there for six months. Uh, at the same time, Alana got pregnant again. Um, and of course, while everything seemed peaceful, the book obviously depicted all the parts where things went to shit uh And things went to shit. They did.
0: So they were they were on the asteroid for, like, I think eight, it was six months. Was it six months?
1: I think it was just six months. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say like six to eight because she was very pregnant, but well, I guess she was probably a couple months pregnant by the time she found out. So six would make sense. Anyway, so things that happened leading up to this most current issue, as you mentioned, they've been stuck there. Uh, but there's been a lot of big moments in the in the past few issues. Isabel, who was is the ghost uh, nanny of Hazel, got killed by a freelancer called The March. It has been revealed that Landfall and Wreath are colluding in some regards to the fate of Fang. Uh, Gwendolyn, who was Marco's ex-fiancé uh, and has been pursuing him, Got married, the Will, a former freelancer at this point, is still fat and still sad. I like that you wrote that there. Uh after lots of tragic things happened to him, and the brand's dog, who the brand was his sister, uh, and was now working with the Will, gets killed unnecessarily, I want to say. That was that's not the one that offends me the most, but I was like, why did that have to happen? That didn't have to happen at all. Uh, Prince Robot has feelings for Alana and wants her to become the mother of his son. After he was attempting to kill himself, but gets stopped. <sighs> Marco, what Marco cries about being a being a pacifist? Come on, man! It's it's the lifestyle he's striving for.
1: Why? Well, you know what? You're you're making what I wrote sound like I'm um, just heartless.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, anyway, and also what's having this asteroid is it's getting pulled into a time suck which is a creature we actually saw earlier in the book really? uh, yeah not not in this issue but earlier in saga it's that thing that hatches out of that one like asteroid thing don't you remember
1: honestly I'd have to go okay
0: well anyway so the the asteroids getting sucked into this uh into this time suck and they're getting ready to leave. So this is the most recent issue. Everyone's getting ready to leave. But then this little family of rodent people, uh, Kirti and his family of rodents, decide to stay behind on... on. Uh, is it Peng or Fang? You know, P- Fang. Fang, uh, yeah. Because they've survived a lot of calamities before. And it seems like they're going to survive this one. But things don't go well there. And they promptly die as Fang is destroyed by the time suck.
1: And just to clarify, there, Curdy uh, and his rodent family were already, or from Fang, they were living mm. on Fang. Um, so their thoughts, uh, they were a very a deeply faithful family, uh, whatever their religion I, that presumably originated from Fang or whatever. They just they that Fang had faced calamities before, and that they had weathered them, and that the Lord would see them through. And then all that that belief had them uh, suffocate to death as they got sucked into the. Uh, also
0: suck. also revealed um, at some point that Sophie was from Fang. Sophie, the former yeah, slave was, girl. Yeah, it
1: probably came up in the early issues.
0: I don't remember if it, it might have, maybe just like, and we didn't, we were like, yeah, okay, whatever, Fang.
1: It didn't, it didn't feel like a reveal. It was yeah. like, oh, about um, you know, where, about where I came from, like she probably brought up like, oh, this little girl from Fang or something when she was in the prostitute yeah. ring, sex planet thing.
0: And you didn't, you didn't bring up the hardest part of this book. I couldn't write it that Alana who was pregnant loses the child as the ship attempts to take off. And it's a bumpy takeoff and, uh, and loses. The... This is why I can't talk about this book, man. This is why I can't do it. <laughs> uh...
1: um, so basically because I'm the more heartless of the two, um, you, you go yes, ahead. as, as they were trying to escape Fang on the ship, uh, it gets a rocky stars being caught in the time sunk, and there's no one strapped down because who does that? And um, uh, Alana gets thrown basically across the ship, and I mean you're pregnant and shit happens. And the anyway, um, she can't she doesn't feel the baby kicking, and Mark Marco checks for a heartbeat, and there isn't one, and so uh, Hazel gets to be an only child <laughs> for now.
0: Oh, way to find the silver lining in that
1: one. <laughs> hey, she was upset early on in one of the in the issues in this arc being like she didn't want to share. So, I mean, she got her wish. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that was harsh. But, I mean, Saga's always been good at taking things that you think you care about and then crushing your dreams. And then you just say, you know what? That was awesomely sad. I hate myself. I'm coming back for more. Um. But overall, David, we're on volume seven of this book. Hazel is now like at least in early elementary school. Um, what are your feelings on the book so far?
0: So I... I mean,
1: We'd we, we love it, but I mean, like, you know, like it's obviously has some ups and downs here. Like, what, how are you feeling overall?
0: So I feel like the book has started to kind of distance itself a little bit from look at, what, look at this weird, crazy space person and is focusing a lot more on... The characters and i think that's a, it, it's to the book's strength um i care deeply about this family like i know that you're you know you're kind of uh, yes marco does talk a lot about like i'm trying to be a pacifist i don't want to be like a warrior and then continually ends up fighting uh but in the the issue before this where it's revealed that marco killed the march like that kind of like it, it gave me pause there's been a lot of stuff in this book that has made me just kind of stop and be like, whoa, like and just these, these character moments have, or, you know, have very different reactions. Like I got very excited when I found out they were pregnant. I was happy for them. Uh, When they found out they lost the child in this book, I like nearly cried. It was like, I'm very invested in these people and their lives and their Fiona Staples art on page. (laughs) So I, I, I think you, you made what I,
1: my, my feelings are Marco uh, sound a little bit worse than they were i I'd like a character that's actively trying to be a pacifist because at the end of the day don't we all want to be but the reality of a, of uh, of such an unending conflict of war and death and destruction and all that like it's hard to be a pacifist in those situations especially because Marco's in a situation where he doesn't get to just sit on the sidelines like he made you know he fell in love with Alana. they had a child that child is wanted by both of their planets and you know, they're, they're always going to be on the run. Like the book has basically said like this war is unending. it. I feel like with a book like this, the ending can't be as pat as like, however far in the distance the ending is. And then the war ended like that. Somehow this family that we've been following since day one is going to basically result in the end of conflict. I mean, you no. get like conflicts in the real world and sometimes they, they flare up and they go down, but someone's always left being like, well, they killed my parents or, you know, there's always like tension always stays. Yeah. It's I, always ebbing and flowing.
0: I don't think, I don't think they've built it up that this family is at the center of the war in some important way. They are oh, just... I don't think they are. Right.
1: I just think like it, the book would be it would be a disservice to everything that's been done so far. Absolutely. 100 issues away, like they were like, and the war ended.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I think they could have the war end in the book. I don't think that would necessarily be an issue. It, I I would have issue with it if, like you said, it was like because of Alana and Marco's love, the the planets came to peace. Uh, but also I feel like this conflict is so far reaching that like it's. It in a way can't really ever end.
1: I'm saying it here right now: Marco and Alana die someday. Like they're gonna die in an issue of this comic. Because when you think about it, part of the book is catching up. Like Hazel is narrating the story. She's flat. Like this whole book is technically a flashback to her narrating from her birth on up. So uh, I'm assuming if the book doesn't end with us meeting the Hazel that's been telling the story this whole time, if it actually continues past that or even up to that point, that at some point, like we're going to probably see her parents die. I don't know if there's, I'd have to go back and read to see if there's any hints of this, but I mean, because she, when you think about it, she's both the narrator, the book has been more or less been about her birth and the consequences and results of that. Like she's the main character. So Marco and Alana, I mean, not to say the main character can't die either, but to me that makes them supporting characters and also are liable to
0: let's see, hold up. You're, you're creating some fallacies here. Uh, the narrator is not always the main character of a story. I would say this story has very much been Marco and Alana's story. I would say more recently it's become about Hazel because she's becoming more of a moving talking thing up until her abduction she wasn't really much of a character when she was on that one planet. Uh, That's when she really started ha- developing personality and showing personality. And she's going into it now. I wouldn't. I would say they're still main characters. I wouldn't say they're just supporting.
1: I I, I definitely phrased that wrong. It's it's not so much. I'm not saying that they're not main characters. Right. I'm just saying that.
0: All all we know.
1: One definitely, both of them will die someday.
0: All we know about their fate is that in an early issue. Hazel says, because of these two, I got to see old age. That's all we know. We don't know that she th- said that she got to see old age. Yeah.
1: So we're talking about an old Hazel.
0: I don't, I, I don't know how old I could. I mean, if we really want me to pause the show, I can go grab Saga Volume 1 right now, but that doesn't seem important. <laughs> it'll
1: me. take too long. No, I, I, I trust you. It's, I don't know why I trust you, but I do. Yeah, it's your own fault, um, really. <laughs> but anyway, Dave, any other thoughts you have before I interrupt you again?
0: Uh, On this issue, it's a gut punch. And and the way that it ends, too, we barely talked about as the family is getting dissolved. uh, There are just like three pages of blackness, which are kind of emphasizing all the stuff that's going on. And it really was like just this hopeless wave came out of the comic book and washed over me. Yes, I was real bummed, and I'd be answering emails for work, and be like, mm, "How can I help you?" <laughs> I, I'll, yeah, because I, I remember
1: I was reading the letters page. I don't know if you ever read the letters pages in the books. I was reading some of the letters or like the the creator commentaries in the the previous issue, and they were they were talking about how like oh, we're gonna be taking a break from the letters page next issue. You'll find I find out why when you read it, and I was like, and "Oh, Now okay. we know." And then I read it, and I was like, "That's dark." Literally, <laughs> it was just complete blackness.
0: Uh, do you have any Do you have any thoughts on this book as we're wrapping up here?
1: Saga is a good book. I, it's it's definitely like I have time for. It. I say that I'm sure I can make time. You know, I definitely want to go back and reread because I feel like, especially when they have like a two t- two to like three months between arcs, and I don't always read the arcs like either I'm reading issue to issue or sometimes I'll read like for this latest archive with like the last three issues and like together. Um, there's just a lot of details that like, are just kind of floating in space, not attached to my mind. So, it, yeah. but it's a book that I feel like would, would definitely be worth going back and rereading.
0: Yeah. It's, so it's on my document. To do. It's something that I, I'll read through the old volumes every once in a while, just because I like it so much, but also just to remember the, the random details of have a book that's going to be going on one issue past The Walking Dead, uh, allegedly. Well, as we are wrapping up things, we have to ask ourselves one very important question.
1: You boys aren't nerds, are you?
0: Absolutely, we are. That almost started playing another clip there because I'm not fully ready. Uh, Nick, do you have a recommendation you can throw out real quick to the people? Uh, Black Widow. Alright, you're throwing... I did
1: it. I did it. I did it, David. I pulled it, David.
0: You did this way before I ever did.
1: Why? <laughs> it's on record, and I bet you did it first.
0: You know, I don't really care enough to go back through and, and take that up. Anyway, I'm recommending Dr. McNinja this week. Uh, no, not not pulling that crap. Uh, my recommendation, what I'm going to recommend to you, the listener, is... Uh, Do you even know? You know, I'm not 100% sure I've, been, I've had a really busy week, man. But, you know, there's stuff that I'm consuming, stuff that I'm I'm playing. Uh, I started playing this game called Life is Strange a little bit and, and playing through more of it. It is a game you can get on PC and uh, PS4. I don't think it's on Xbox. I could be wrong about that. And if I am. Sorry. I, know you, I think you can still get the first episode for free on console on ps4 at least uh it is a very interesting story about a a girl who develops some sort of time bending power uh i don't want to give away too much but it is very interesting it's one of the few story it's one of the few games like that that i've played where i feel like my decisions have weight and they tell you like that'll have consequences but i've played like um uh like the the Telltale games and I never really felt like Telltale.
1: My... Telltale. I said telltale. You said Telltale.
0: It doesn't matter. Uh I never felt like my my actions had a whole lot of of consequence. It felt like the story was gonna break down pretty much the exact same way. But mm-hmm. this really feels like okay, what I just did there is going to affect stuff later. And I'm really curious to see how it all plays out. It's very interesting. It's a very story-driven game, not a lot of high action, uh, but if that's what you're looking for, that's what you should go play. Nick, do you have anything else you want to say to the lovely people as we're wrapping up here?
1: Nope, but we love you all.
0: Yeah, this is very true, we do. And we hope that you love us as well, and if you do love us, then please head on over to Heck yeah Comics. Dot com or head over to iTunes and give us a rating there. Uh, but then head over on to heckyeahcomics.com and drop us a line at heckyeahcomics@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Let us know that you're listening, your questions, what you're reading. We want to hear all about it. You can also follow us on Twitter at heckyeahcomics. You can follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, at and anderdavluz, that is D-A-V-L-U-Z. You can find Nick being a pessimist about just about everything on the internet just log on and anybody writing negative thoughts about stuff that's nick as always nope i'm changing what i'm saying at the end of the show now i'm a little off my kilter tonight but uh we will see you next week same heck yeah time same heck yeah channel THE WORST EPISODE EVER!